Hey, my name is Aaron. I'm one of the pastors here. This is my good friend uh, Drew, also yeah. one of the pastors here. Uh, if you are new to the church, uh, welcome to you if this is your first Sunday. If you want to get connected with us and just let us know that you're here, uh, you can make your way over to the info table after the service. They'll have a little card that you can fill out. Uh, if you do that, um, we'll put a gift in your hands. The gift actually comes from India, comes from a ministry that we support over there. Um, also, you can jump on our website uh, and, and let us know from there uh, that you're new at yeah. cotrhomer.org. Yeah. Uh, but most importantly, and uh, this is becoming my favorite part of the service, mm -hmm. most importantly, if you're new here this morning, uh, maybe you're new to church, uh, our creator, God in heaven, has given us a promise, and that is, he says, I have sent my spirit to be with you, to be a comfort to you, to give you peace, to give you unity as my people. And every time that you gather together in my name, I will send my spirit in a special way to be with you there. And so if you're new here to this space this morning, uh, God has sent his spirit to speak to you, yeah. desires to do so uh, as you make yourself available to him. Uh, and we look forward to that. And we pray towards that end every week. Yeah. So welcome to you. Uh, I'm gonna invite my good uh, buddy Skip up. Would you guys welcome Skip? He's gonna share with us this morning. I'm going to pray for you as uh, we jump into the Word. Sounds great. Happy Easter, by the yeah, way. Yeah, thanks. God, I thank you for Skip and the gift that he is to our church. We thank you for your Word through which uh, we understand the hope that we have in you, the life that we have. Give us ears to hear and a heart to receive this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Oh. It's beginning to look a lot like Easter's. <laughs> hey, I want to start off this morning by uh, just uh, clarifying something. I, uh, many of you receive a weekly email. Uh, it's kind of a sermon teaser that we send out every week. If you aren't receiving that and you would like to, you can sign up for it at the information table. I sent mine out this week and uh, had a good friend of mine uh, say very politely, you know, that email was probably not the most friendly, the most inviting email that could have gone out the week before Easter Sunday. I was, I was telling a story about how, and I'm sure you've all been there, I'm just sure that I'm not the only one who's had this experience. Uh, I, I drive up the road with my wife and children, they're very excited about getting to the hotel so we can jump in the pool. We check in. We go to the pool. I open the door, and there's some stranger sitting in my hot tub, right? And he wants to talk about things. So, what's your name? Uh, what do you do for a living? How old are your kids? Let's, I, if we're going to talk about this, you're going to have to put some pants on. That's, you know what I mean? I, I just am not interested in having this conversation, really, with a stranger. And so you walk into, am I, have you been there? And you walk in, and you see the guy, and you say, what's up? Which, of course, in hotel pool language is, um, I wish you weren't here. <laughs> I don't know what's not friendly about that. Not, uh, but of course, uh, the hotel pool environment is altogether different than this environment. Am I right? Yeah, of course. For one thing, none of us are under fluorescent lights with our shirts off. 
And uh, we have security here who will ensure that it stays that way. No, this is an altogether different environment. This environment, we together here in this place have gathered because, uh, because we are celebrating the, uh, the fact that, the hope that my life can be redefined by a right relationship with my creator. It's altogether different than the hotel pool. And so in this place, we, uh, we just welcome you, and I, I want to say that although I'm not excited about that guy in the hot tub, I am excited about you here this morning. And uh, uh, I want to I turn our attention to an example of a woman for whom that, that exact thing happened. Her life was redefined by stepping into a right relationship with her creator. And this story uh, takes place as we read through the life of Jesus. And that's exactly where we would expect a story like that to take place. Because, of course, redefining our lives in right relationship with God is exactly why Jesus came. Right? And so, if you would, you can turn in your scriptures or on the screen here. We're going to read uh, beginning in John chapter 4. says, now he, we're speaking of Jesus, now he had, gone, he had to go through Samaria. And so he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son jo, uh, Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about noon. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. And Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. So I just want to talk about, uh, just clarify a few things from what we just read there. First of all, I want to clarify the whole relationship between the Samaritans and the Jews. The Samaritans are a group of people who uh, uh, long ago in, in uh, the, the uh, Israel's history, there was a time when Israel was actually picked up and taken away from their homeland uh, by another nation, the, uh, the Assyrians. And during that time, they were, the Assyrians were also picking up and moving around other nations of people and putting, just kind of rearranging things to break a national tie to certain pieces of earth, right? And so the Samaritans are a group of people who were brought from somewhere else and brought into the, uh, the, Isra- the, the territory that belonged to Israel. And for hundreds of years now, they have lived there alongside the Israelites in this What was their promised land? What was the Jews' promised land? And as such, they picked up a little bit of uh, Jewish tradition, but they also retained a lot of their own tradition. And so they kind of had a hodgepodge, a religious, cultural hodgepodge of traditions. The truth is that despite the promise of God, these Samaritans had as much of a legitimate claim to that corner of the earth as the Jews did. Right? And so here are these two groups of people, the Samaritans and the Jews. Uh, they are neighbors, but they are not friends. On top of that, uh, this is a woman. 
And uh, in the culture of that time, because of all these reasons, this, re- this uh, conversation between Jesus and this woman is taboo on a number of levels. I also want to make a connection between uh, water and friendship. Jesus is sitting there, and this woman comes all alone, and it's hot, it's, it's about noon, and he says to her, would you give me a drink of water? And her response, you might have noticed the, uh, the irritation in her response. Why would you ask me for a drink of water? Well, to ask for a cup of water would have been, uh, uh, in their culture, would have been uh, like a, uh, a way of extending friendship. Will you give me a cup of water? It would be similar to our handshake, right? It's a very intentional invitation towards, towards friendship. Uh, a handshake or uh, a, a wave, right? Or uh, a little tap on the bottom, <laughs> something like that. You know, something, something extra friendly. I, I, I tapped uh, Pastor Aaron on the bottom. This was quite a while ago. One time I walked up to him to get his attention. Beep, beep. And he completely overreacted, right? <laughs> I said, hey, 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 you need to relax. <laughs> we are just friends, right? <laughs> I am... I am only extending friendship, but that's what's going on here. Uh, Jesus is extending friendship to this woman when he says to her, would you give me a a glass of water? Water for, water is used in this text uh, as a metaphor, if you will, of, of friendship. In fact, I would challenge you as we continue to read through this passage, when the word water shows up, maybe just in your mind, substitute that with Friendship, because that's exactly what Jesus is doing here. It's a very purposeful introduction. It's an introduction with intentionality. He says, I would like to enter into uh, a, a personal relationship with you. And so for this woman, this conversation, this is uh, a very unlikely invitation to friendship. And so let's read on. And Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. And I love that. He says, it's not that the water I give you will become a pool, a cistern, you know, where the water just sits there and is available to you, it becomes a spring where there is fresh water coming all the time, right? That's what Jessica was describing in her video. I went to the Word and I discovered a spring of fresh water, fresh relationship coming to me. Verse 15, the woman said to him, sir, give me this water so that I, so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. And he told her, go, call your husband and come back. Uh, um, I, uh, I have no husband, she replied. And Jesus said to her, you are right when you say you have no husband. The fact is, you have had five husbands and the man you now have in your uh, the man you now have is not your husband. What you have just said is quite true. 
is this some kind of joke? The, the, I, I start wearing glasses and you give me a stand that moves away from me as I read? It's, that's, it's not funny. It's, I don't know whose idea that was, but I, you know, I don't appreciate it. There is a reason this woman is drawing water at the most inconvenient time of the day, when it is the hottest, right? She comes up to this well and begins drawing water. Do you know the reason? It's because she knew if she goes at noon, no one will be there, right? This is a woman who has been defined by poor mistakes, possibly, certainly unfortunate circumstances that have been thrust upon her. She is drawing water at noon for a reason, and the reason is she is a self-proclaimed unacceptable. She has decided it's, it, is, uh, it is not acceptable for me to be in the presence of healthy people. And so she has decided to go at noon where she will be alone. And I would say this, it's probably likely that the people in her community helped her come to that conclusion, right? Oh, so you've been five, five, five husbands? Wow, okay, gosh, five. That's some serious disaster you got going on in your life, right? You don't have to hear that kind of thing very often before you decide, I'll go to the well at noon when no one's there. The message that was shaping her life is, you're unacceptable. And Jesus says, I could offer you water that springs up, and she, thinking, thinking in purely physical terms of actual H2O, right? She, she says, oh man, it would be so cool if I never had to return to this place of rejection again. I don't want to come back here and be reminded day after day of how unacceptable my life has turned out. Uh, the fact is, when it comes to being acceptable, I am the wrong person. <laughs> And you're inviting me into friendship. You're offering to accept me. You don't understand, Jesus. I am the wrong person. I am the wrong race. I am the wrong gender. I think the wrong thoughts. I make the wrong decisions. I have the wrong status. Uh, I believe the wrong things. I am part of the wrong crowd. I have the wrong past. I am the wrong person. But here you sit across from me and invite me into relationship with you. And it's amazing what Jesus so bravely does next. He doesn't say, that's right, uh, that's right, and, uh, and, and who you are means nothing to me. We're just going to completely move forward from all of that. No, he says instead, he says, uh, that's right. Uh, I, I extend my acceptance to you. Now, let's go right to where the mess is. Go get your husband. 
Oh, I, you see, I don't have one. I knew that. I knew that before I extended friendship to you. The fact is, you've had five, and the one you're with now is not. Uh, you need to understand something about this relationship that I am extending to you, this friendship that I am inviting you to, young lady. The fact is, as the scripture says earlier in the Psalms, I am the light of I see everything that is in your darkness. I am your light and your salvation. I've seen it all. I've understood it all. Nothing has escaped my awareness about you, who you are, and what makes you, in, at least in your mind, unacceptable. I'm completely tuned in to everything, and I sit here and ask you for a drink of water. I invite you into relationship. This is too good for her to believe. And so she tries a second attempt at establishing her unacceptability. Uh, look again in John chapter 4, verse 19. It says, Sir, the woman said, I can see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshiped on this mountain, but you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. Woman, Jesus replied, believe me, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know, for salvation is from the Jews. Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is spirit and his worshipers must worship in spirit and in truth. She says, I thought tradition was the way to be in right relationship with you. I thought that tradition was the way to be acceptable to you. If I had a pattern of, of, of living out these particular traditions, that that would be my pathway to this salvation, this right relationship that you're inviting me to. But Jesus says, no, I, I, I really don't even want to have that conversation. Have you been in church for, you haven't been in church for a while? I don't care. You don't, you don't sure you believe that, Jesus, that God has actually um, created the universe in six literal days? I, uh, what I'm telling you is that I am extending friendship to you right now. Forget all that, not forget all that stuff. You know what I mean by forget all that stuff. Let's move beyond that stuff. I'm inviting you into a relationship where those things, the things of truth, can be established in you. I want to talk about the truth of who you are in relationship to who he is. You are the wrong person who is invited into right relationship with God. You are the unacceptable who is invited to accept your acceptance from God. You are the weary outcast who is invited into friendship with the Lord. And we're not reading the entire story here. It's, it's available to you. If you don't have a Bible, we've got them over here. We're not reading the entire passage here, but let me just give you the, how the story ends. The story ends with the woman eventually accepting this gift of friendship 
in spite of her past, in spite of being the wrong person, in spite of being unacceptable to her community and even to herself, she says, I will accept this gift of friendship from the Lord. And the thing that made that transformation in her mind where her life is now redefined by right relationship, there was a miracle that she witnessed, a miracle that she saw Jesus perform that compelled her to say, okay, I believe that it is actually for me. Okay, I believe that I can be acceptable and I can redefine my life not as unacceptable but as right with the Lord and therefore acceptable to him. The miracle that she witnessed right there at the well, it was not the miracle of seeing a blind man receive his sight. It was not the miracle of seeing a a lame man get up and walk. It was not the miracle of witnessing the dead come back to life. The miracle that she saw that compelled her to receive this gift. Well, I'll just let her say it in her own words. Chapter 4, verse 28. Then, leaving her water jar, the woman went back to town and said to the people, are you ready? Here's the miracle. Come see a man who told me everything I ever did. Come see a man who knew it all. Come see a man who remembered my past and yet accepted me. Come see a man who knows me, uh, 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 who sees me and doesn't reject me. Come see a man who has extended his friendship to me and made every provision for me to be right with my creator, the man Jesus. Jesus' friendship. There we are. That was the big moment. Jesus' friendship is redefining who I am. Amen? And that's what we celebrate Easter morning. True? You know, there's some... experts in their field the last couple of decades. And uh, in studying the brain, what they found is there's a muscle in your brain. They call it the joy center. It's an actual muscle. What happens is, is it grows when you experience joy and it fatigues and shrinks uh, when you don't experience joy. And the one, number one indicator of that muscle growing and getting used or not getting used is whether you're known or not known. So someone's saying, I'm so happy to see you. And you think, oh, you don't know all the stuff that I've done. Oh. You ever had, like, I've had people compliment me on something and go, yeah, but I just feel like guilty about something or I, I don't know. If you're not known, that muscle actually isn't registered at all. So one of the most uh, phenomenal things in the, the design of the way that God made your brain is that he knows everything you've ever done. Everything. And so being seen by God is being fully known, the most known you could ever be. I had a conversation with my wife uh, uh, maybe a week or two ago. We were talking about our our prayer life together, how we wanted to move forward in our relationship with the Lord. 
And I said, you know, it's interesting. I can go just a few days and without coming before the Lord, like bringing, not, not just a, there's a prayer like before dinner, but the prayer before the Lord, like, oh God, thank you. And thanking him for the gospel. I said, it, it's so strange. I have this, and, I'm, and I know that many of you have this too, where I feel like there's something that's disqualifying me from receiving God's love. I feel like there's God and there's me and he is far away. And praying for this morning, uh, for all of us here, whether you've been walking with the Lord decades or you're not sure you're, you are, uh, is that God has come near to you today. He fully knows you. He knows every single thing you've ever done. So here's uh, what I want to uh, speak to for you guys. Is first off, if you've been following the Lord for, for decades, faithfully, I want to invite you uh, to... Uh, as we go into worship, respond to the Lord. It might be the prayer team, it might be just coming forward uh, on, on your knees and just responding to the Lord. But don't let Easter go by without bringing your heart before the Lord and saying, thank you that you know everything I've ever done and you've met me uh, just the same. Uh, worship team, you can go ahead and uh, come on up. Um, and then I also want to speak to you, uh, if you have not committed your life to Jesus, don't let the moment go by. If you feel God moving on your heart and you're thinking, yeah, I, I kind of know this. I grew up in church or whatever. The, he's not only your Savior, but, but today there's an opportunity to make him also your Lord. To say, yes, I actually do believe and to confess before him. You can do that uh, at the prayer team or they'll be over here uh, as we hop into worship. Um, and if you're not uh, comfortable with that, uh, as soon as we go into worship, it's okay for you to pull your phone out and text someone you know. Or you can even go find them. Uh, as we hop into worship, but don't let Easter go by without responding to the Lord and thanking him for his resurrection. So um, can you put the responses up here? So every Sunday, we have four ways we respond to the Lord. The first is we just sing to Jesus. We just tell him we're so thankful, and I want to invite you just to praise God. Just go all out this Sunday. Bring your heart before him, all of your heart and all of your mind. Respond to him this morning for the extravagant love of his cross. Um, you can uh, uh, take communion. There's a couple places around that you can uh, remember uh, uh, his death and his resurrection. Uh, you can get prayer over here. And then, of course, you can give. But if you're uh, just a guest, uh, don't worry about it. Um, so why don't you guys go ahead and stand uh, in worship. I'm just going to pray for us real quick. Jesus, we thank you for your gospel. We thank you for your love. And we say we love you, Jesus. You're good and you're kind. And we're so thankful for your death and for your resurrection and that you've brought us close and near to you. Thank you, Jesus. Let's worship. All right. Hey, a relationship with Jesus, a friendship with Jesus. This has been my experience. A friendship with Jesus washes. It, it rejuvenates. It cleanses, and it refreshes. In fact, a friendship with Jesus, it actually... It actually resurrects from the dead. You know how much work it is to constantly live a life of proving my unacceptability? It's exhausting, it's grueling, and it's entirely unnecessary. There's freedom from that. And it is so, so simple. I can see Jesus right now, this morning, extending to each one of you his friendship, saying, I have made every provision for you to be acceptable and to walk in that freedom and in that refreshment and in that resurrection. All you need to do, because I've done everything, is accept your acceptability 
from the Lord. So that is his gift to you this very Christmassy Easter. All right? You give some thought to that. Make a quality decision about where you're at with the Lord and begin to enjoy his acceptance, his friendship, his freedom. Hey, we're about to, uh, to dismiss you, but before we do, two things. Number one, if you would like to pray with somebody about anything at all before leaving, there's a group of people over here, they're going to hang out for a while after the service. It would be their pleasure to pray with you. Please don't even think about it. Just head on over there. And secondly, our Teardown crew has uh, hollow chocolate bunnies at home waiting for them. If you could help us tear down so they could get home as quick as possible, today especially, we would really appreciate that. The Lord bless you. We're here every week. We'll see you next time. You're dismissed. <laughs>